Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Meat and Potatoes. I'm Adam. And I'm Potatoes. <laughs> Today, we're going to be talking about our first explicit topic. So like our first NSFW, not safe for work, 18 older so you have been hide your kids hide your wife yes if your kids and your wife aren't um comfortable talking about things that might be considered 18 plus topics go ahead and flip on over to the previous episode or the next episode which will be rated e so jeffrey what are mm-hmm. we talking about today sir today's topic is something that I am rather in tune with, I think, um, or I guess comfortable with. Uh, today's topic is about sexuality. Yeah, sexuality. Wow, you really caught me off guard with this one, sir. Mom, dad, grandma, <laughs> if you're listening, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but it is an important topic, I think, that I'm we a good Christian, I swear. <laughs> and I, th- I think it's an important topic you should discuss more often even despite your religion you know because there's oh yeah there's a respectful way to do it and um and there's a very disrespectful way to talk about sex and and so as with everything as with everything right um so the origin for this idea is came from one late night i remember it was probably about 3 a.m i was probably about to go to bed on a weekend and i remember texting jeffrey and saying like i'm really tired of hearing people use the excuse well i can't change because i am who i am right and so then i was like hey maybe that could be <laughs> our second or first podcast episode are we who we are like am i who i am and then i think you kind of hit with that um well we can also transition that into a discussion over like um sex and sexuality and i was like yeah those those could probably go hand in hand with each other because i mean um, I, I think specifically relating to like the LGBTQ community, I know there's usually some sort of like sexual awakening in which, um, you know, those who are under that um, kind of hit this moment of, you know, oh, I do belong to one of these categories. Whereas people who uh-huh. are straight are just like, oh, I'm straight. <laughs> and know? that's kind of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that kind of is i think where you know that comes from like um because of course most of the time i i don't know like i'm not from that that you know quote unquote that side of town but like um Mm -hmm. i would say most of the time um there is some sort of awakening there is some sort of you know um outing i guess you know that's what everyone refers to as coming out of the closet right yeah um i don't know if that's still politically correct and i don't want to offend anybody so uh, <laughs> no, no i think that's fine so. i think that is fine um, um i it's so i think that uh there's a lot of baggage uh for with you know with sexuality um but it's, it's not really for people who are heterosexual because you don't really have to have um, certain conversations, you know, um, when you're dealing with somebody who is under the umbrella of LGBTQ, 
there's there's some more acronyms in there. I think I think what it is now it's like LGBTQA plus or something something along those lines. Yeah, I've always um, seen a plus on the end. I don't know if I've seen yeah, a yet, but hey. but when you are um when you're under that umbrella there's so much more uh involved and well how do i define my sexuality if it does not fit into the quote-unquote you know heteronormative Mm -hmm. um and i think and and that's going to be you know we're going to dive more into that a little bit later um but overall i think sexuality is a it's just another part of life that we all have to navigate you know regardless of your sexual identity um and i think a lot of people because of how you know religion for example and i'm not saying religion is bad but there are a lot of people who use that uh, as a means to discriminate against people who are not straight um, yes. And, and what's interesting is there are actually like studies out there right now that show, um, for instance, um, people who place that on the Bible, you know, like say mm-hmm. like, you know, I believe in the Bible and, and this is coming from me. Like I am a Christian. Um, I know you and I have discussed that before. Like I believe in, in Christianity. Um, and so, but it, I, I don't discriminate in that way, you know, um, because, yeah. well, for me, the way I personally believe is I say like, you know, in Christianity, who's the ultimate judge? It's God. It's not us. In fact, you know, we're supposed to love our neighbor, not, I mean, passages love thy neighbor, not love thy neighbor unless, you know, and then (laughs) unless they're gay. And then, then, but there's also this idea, like, I, I'm not sure. And and I wish I would have had some information pulled up. I'm not going to take the time to do that now. But there's also um, this idea out there that um, since the Bible was translated, I think, first into Greek from, um, you know, Hebrew, or maybe it was Greek first and then Hebrew, um, but a long time before English, regardless, okay, um, it was either written in Greek or Hebrew. But the Greeks, I don't think they actually had a word necessarily, I should say, for homosexual or or being gay Mm -hmm. i mean i'm sure there was something there in their language referencing you know when a man romantically loved another man or a woman romantically loved another woman i don't know explicitly though if there is a word that can directly translate into homosexual um yeah i mean i'm sure anyone who listens to this is probably going to look it up and find several sources that prove that wrong um i'm just saying like some article a couple articles i've read um they have made this argument before as well. Um, And so I think the whole idea was in the original scripture in Greek, it was talking about pedophilia, right? That is possible. It wasn't talking about when a man, what is the, the passage in Leviticus? When man lies with man as he does woman, then he shall be stoned. It was originally supposed to say something more along the lines of, if a man lies with a child as he does with a woman and yes, Mm -hmm. you know, there is the, the, when a man lies with, as he does a woman. So there is the man and the woman connection there. Because Um, that, that was a thing in mm -hmm. ancient Greece. Yeah. I mean, homosexuality Um, was a 
just a normal part of their culture. It was, it wasn't. But I mean, aside from that, I th- what men sleeping with children, mm-hmm. that was a thing uh, as part of like a kind of coming of age sort of experience yeah. that I, I thought was weird. You're right. With the Spartans, um, especially they, yeah. I, there was this thing where they oftentimes the boys, as they were transitioning into manhood, they had like a, a teenage manservant who was usually there to provide them like sexual favors and stuff. Um, I don't see how that translate to becoming a man or coming into your manhood. That's just so baffling to me. Well, if, if I were to take a guess, it was probably more along the lines of, well, um, <laughs> again, if you can take it like a man, you're a man. Oh, <laughs> is, is that, is that <laughs> no, the idea? No, no, no. Well, maybe, I don't know. I wasn't there, but, uh, um, more so like, well, being horny is a distraction. So if, if you're horny, like you can't be committed to being a warrior. So you need somebody there to relieve that, you know, that feeling again, mom, dad, grandma, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, but, but in truth, like, you know, I, I have studied history. Um, that was what my initial degree was in. And of course, a lot of history is just based on assumption. And then every single day, you know, they're finding out more and more things. And so as many arguments as you could make against anything I've just said, I could probably find an argument for everything I've just said, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, so trying to cover my tracks there a little bit and, and, you know, steer it back to my initial point. I think that's something like, uh, I think a lot of people tend to pick and choose what they focus on out of, out of the Bible. Right. I mean, yeah. you can also go to the, the point where it would say, um, you shouldn't get a tattoo, right? Like you shouldn't desecrate your, your body, your body. Yeah. And then, Yet I remember a very specific time when someone who I remember having multiple tattoos um, was lecturing me because I was friends with someone who was gay. And, mm. and I was like, well, you know, and I, that was kind of, I remember this was in like late high school. Right. And so I remember yeah. thinking, you know, well, I'm not going to say it out loud right now, but, but I definitely, began thinking there we should use the bible to focus more on positivity and love and yeah i mean there are some guidelines in there and it is a little more restrictive than living your life you know religion free i would say for sure um but if you believe like i believe which i know we believe separate like different things but um those who believe like i believe in in terms of christianity like the ultimate goal is to reach heaven and and you know reaching heaven is I would prefer to do it by being kind along the way, you know, um, uh-huh. that being and said, I, I just want to, I just want to make a note that um, I'm sure there are people listening that are religious and I, I don't want it to seem as if we, this is like some, some manhunt uh, for uh, yeah. religion. Uh, we're just using that as an example, um, you know, against people, for people discriminating against people who are not straight uh, yeah. in terms of sexuality. Yeah, exactly. And so, and also I do want to steer off of religion um, quickly because that's something I don't feel comfortable talking about mixed in with talking, you know, an episode about like 
um, sex and then different kinds of sexual sex, drugs, like, and rock I, and roll. Def- yeah, I definitely don't want to say like, you know, add the Bible into all of that because <laughs> then it might take a turn. You know, like sexual relationships in a, from a biblical perspective, and uh-huh. that, that can definitely um, be a completely different thing than what we're trying to talk about today. Um, yeah. So, like religion aside. Um, there are people who are not very religious at all um, who look down upon people who are not straight. Um, and I don't, I don't understand how that works. It, it's got to be some sort of xenophobia, you know, like the hatred yeah. of somebody who's different than you are. And I would say those people who are xenophobic and, and well, I would say more specifically homophobic without having anything to support as a crutch those are probably the same people who are um not just homophobic but racist you know mm-hmm. um and and also um in terms of like different religions they probably hate people who who practice any kind of religion um and and so i'd say they they probably have a lot more issues and honestly again not meaning to offend anybody necessarily but that doesn't seem like a kind of mindset that can thrive in the modern day in like the type of world that we're moving to you know what i mean of course like how can you how can you be successful being hateful i mean maybe that's a a bit cliche because there are people out there who are you know quote unquote successful whatever that means to you uh whether it be a lot of money or a lot of fame who are hateful people to anything um, out that's outside of what they look like or the things that they like to do for instance mm-hmm. you know yeah um and so i think that a lot of it comes from fear um but also a lot of it comes from just being ignorant and or a hateful person yeah um, I agreed I think you're right and it's a it's it's a lot i want to add to it's a lot of things um not even with sexuality so if we're looking at uh race for instance you know people there are so many people out there still who don't like particular people because of the color of their skin mm-hmm. um and gender as well that's another still another big issue um here yes yeah and things. yeah being against um uh, against gender being misogynist you know like looking down at at women because they're women um, mm-hmm. like that's that's something that i think should should start changing again there's there's i i don't want to bring the bible back into it saying like i wanted to to not really include that necessarily in this discussion but there are some biblical passages saying like you know a man is to lead the household and a woman is to um follow the the rules that the man has set in place and everything yeah but also there are things about respecting each other in there that i think need a more particular emphasis right and and so that can't even really necessarily be used as an argument um like you can you can have an equal 50 50 relationship you know regardless of of the gender you know that you're in love with and you can still be a good christian you know true and and so so again yeah sorry i didn't mean to bring religion back into it specifically especially because i'm the one who said yeah let's not include religion in this one um but yeah so jeffrey Mm -hmm. let's talk about sex baby right that song okay yeah you know i've never 
have I? No, I, I okay. I, I have heard that song. I'm just like trying to think. It's it's an older song, but not like super old, right? No. I think. Um. Yeah. Um, no. Not. I. I don't. I don't know what year it came out. Um. Uh, maybe. Maybe someone redid it or 80s, something. Maybe nineties. Yeah. Maybe it's been redone a couple of times. But I will uh-huh. tell you, uh, one of my favorite renditions of that song only happens for about five seconds. Only only that line that I just sung just now. And it's on mm-hmm. the Netflix show. Sorry. Um, I, I don't know if I should say it at this point. We're still pretty new. Not a sponsor. <laughs> but there's a show on there called Sex Ed. And it's a it's kind of a... I've um, heard of that. It's so good. You you definitely need to watch it. It's it's like... It's set in like England or something. Yeah. It's, uh, it takes okay. place in England. And so the, um, the main character's mom... I don't want to spoil anything. So definitely worth checking out. It's hilarious. Um, the main character's mom... She is a sex therapist, right? Which is already awkward gotcha. because the, the boy who is the main character is in his teenage years. Um, uh-huh. And he is struggling with his um, his coming of age, right? We'll say he's, he's not um, like trying to come out or anything like that. Like he's, uh, as far as I know from the show, he's straight. Um, uh-huh. And... But but there are certain you know mechanics that come along with that that he's not quite sure how to explore and he's embarrassed of his mom's career and then she gets brought in as a school counselor at his school right and no. so they want her to start off by having a discussion about uh, safe sex and safe sexual practices but specifically they want her to focus on uh, what unfortunately a lot of schools try to try to use today abstinence. But she breaks the ice by standing in front of an entire school body full of teenagers. And she says, let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk oh. about you and me. And it's so awkward. And it's just like crickets. It's so cringy. Oh, it so is. So cringy. And, and so I remember like I just cracked up. Like my girlfriend and I were sitting on the couch watching that show together. And we both just started dying laughing because it was just so awkward. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, so something I want to talk about, and and then I'll let you kind of have the floor because I know I've been stealing the thunder for a little bit now. Take your time. Take your time. Um, coming from somebody who has some experience in the educative field, right? I'm not going to be any more specific than that. <laughs> something I get very aggravated about is an emphasis, at least in in my home state, an emphasis on pra- like teaching abstinence to students. And yeah. yes, like that's kind of a fan service in my opinion. That's a wishy-washy. Like yeah. these kids are learning it from the internet at this point, and that's not the best place. So I think if you're gonna have like a sex ed class in school, forget focusing on as- abstinence. Yes, you can include it. Make sure to mention that that is a choice. Like if if someone doesn't want to, you know, lose their virginity, they can practice abstinence. That's totally fine. But they also need to be equipped with you know the right knowledge. Like they don't yes. need to learn things on the internet. You know, like I'm 100% a product of if I have a question, I Google it. Um, uh-huh. I'm, I'm the product of someone who I used to be very embarrassed to ask my parents questions. I remember one time um, I got tongue tied. I was trying to ask my mom what the word spouse meant. And this was when I was in like sixth grade. Instead, I asked her what sperm meant. And it just was this oh. really horribly awkward, tense moment between oh. my mom and I while that we were taking me to school. <laughs> and then one day I remember my dad sat down and he goes, and this was some years later, he goes, do we need to have the talk? And I think he said it jokingly, but I looked at him and was like, yeah, sure. What do you need to know? 
Uh, <laughs> and, and he kind of chuckled and like rolled his eyes um, because that's the kind of character my dad is, you know. Um, and uh-huh. we, he never brought it up again. And we, we just kind of like respected that I was going to figure it out um, my own way. And he was never going to ask me about it again. <laughs> so, um, Surprisingly enough, I've never had that conversation with my parents. I think it was just, you know, one of those things. You just, I guess at that point, they already figured that I knew mm-hmm. everything. I mean, I'm not dumb, of course. I don't think, I don't think either of us are dumb. Um, so it's kind of, I feel like it's kind of expected. Like, we don't really need to have that talk with them. Um, but no, I agree with what you're saying uh, so much because I feel like there's so much in, uh, emphasis on staying abstinent. Um, and sure, that works, but we, we have to be mindful that the, the children, because that's what they are that you're teaching sex ed to, mm-hmm. um, they're still growing and developing and there's lots of there's this puberty happening, there's lots of hormones. And so things are going to happen and there's not always going to be an adult there to say right. practice and abstain, um, you know, same, uh, abstain, abstain from sex. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if we could push more like safe sex, for instance, um, then there's we're, we're having some sort of breakthrough. I remember, so I had, I feel like I, I've only had one sex ed class, but I feel like it was mainly a focus on sexual transmitted diseases or sexually transmitted diseases. Um, Cause I don't remember a lot of talk about, you know, staying abstinent or uh, using protection. It was just like, uh, I don't know, maybe it's cause I'm just scarred from the class, but everything was about STDs. And I remember at the end of the semester, we did a, like we all broke up into groups and did a project on a certain disease. And I think my group had syphilis. Um, And so, you know, we're looking at all these things, we're looking at these pictures and everything is just so disgusting looking. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I feel like if we could mix some of that in with the whole idea of, okay, abstain from sex and then also mix in okay, if you're going to do this, here's what you need to know. You know, here's how to protect yourself. I think kids would be, you know, better, much better off than people just pushing abstinence because clearly that doesn't happen. Even for adults, it doesn't happen. Even for adults, like heat of the moment, you know, takes over. Oh, yes. And so like, that's the thing. And especially with, with like middle school age kids, when they're coming into like their, their, I don't want to say like sexual being, but like they're learning about their bodies, you know, hormone brain is a thing like hormone brain makes you stupid, especially like, and I don't mean to be that guy, but especially like young men and boys, like hormone brain can make the most intelligent boy want to focus completely on one thing and one thing only. And that's not a scare tactic. Like that's just, that's the truth. Like the, the, the most clean cut boy in the world when he has hormone brain and he's feeling, you know, a certain type of way, like mm-hmm. he, he's got a goal in mind. Okay. And, and sometimes and boys see, are I, really, I really think driven. Uh, neither of us are women, obviously, but <laughs> right. <laughs> not, none of us, there's, there's no, there's no surprise. Um, none of us are women, <laughs> but that also, that's a thing with women and, you know, and young, young women, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've, I've heard, because I, 
like going through school um i've had some male friends but majority of the people that i got along with were female um so you get an insight into how they think and and things like that and so that's that's very prevalent um with girls as well um and yeah i don't i don't think anyone should be you know chastised about their sexuality or not to feel ashamed because that's we're all human and Mm -hmm. you know it happens to adults as well um but i think that being more open is the key to having healthy relationships with anyone uh, whether it be like students um friends family because once you once you've built that trust i feel like things it's a lot easier for people to come and talk to you mm-hmm. um and i know or i mean i could imagine that being a parent um it's sort of difficult to feel like because you you want to be um you want your child to feel comfortable around you but you don't want to you don't want to have that relationship where your your child's like walking all over you uh-huh, like you know you kind of want to yeah you want to be that that authority figure mm-hmm. um so I, a lot of parents just you know why why try and be their friend when i can just snoop through their stuff yeah sort of thing mm-hmm. um and teachers are kind of you know not a lot of people feel like they can confide in their teachers um so that's another thing i think we just need to make or or have children and young adults feel safe with people mm-hmm. for them to be able to feel safe for expressing themselves because going back to like um sexuality and like being gay lesbian transgender any of those things um because society is so judgmental people that that's what makes people not want to have these conversations um i think you know in the recent years we're seeing more people be open and um not afraid to speak about their sexual identity and i think that's good because because things have been so um What's what's a good way to say it? People have been so, um, you know, judgmental mm-hmm. and and stuff like that. I feel like even people who aren't gay or lesbian feel like, you know, even if you're questioning, you don't feel safe enough to be able uh-huh. to mm-hmm. explore that avenue um, because people are so judgmental. And then it's like, okay, what am I? What would my family think? And what what would my friends think? And the crazy thing is that we're like in the United States. We're not in some third world country or some other country. We're supposed to be one of the the leading nations, you yeah. know. You're right. And we still, we're still like we're hung up on that. Yeah, there's, there's. I can go on and on about how you know. On one hand, sure, we're progressive, but in other yes. areas. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like it's just what the hell on on we're yeah. on so such such trivial things at this point like things that should just be in society and yeah and like it's it's so crazy because I feel like in places like the Philippines for instance um, I know that there are transgender people there and mm-hmm. and the Philippines is 
really religious. I think they have a strong um, Catholic influence. I believe Even you're right. Despite that, you still have um, people who are openly transgender, for example. Um, and I think it, it may be like that in Thailand as well. I'm not sure. Um, and of course, you're still going to get ignorant people who try to harm people who are gay, transgender, and things like that. Um, but I feel like overall, like mainstream society is somewhat okay with people being able to be open. Like I, I heard recently, I was listening to another podcast, and there was uh, there was a model, I think, and she was talking about how um, there are like there's like transgendered um, beauty pageants, and and they they have that on their um, their TV networks. So you know, it's everyone have has the opportunity to watch this kind of stuff, and it's just like man, and to think America. In America, we're still having people killing people uh-huh. um, because they are transgender. Um, I mean, it was such a struggle for like gay marriage, for instance. Meanwhile, and and this is going back to how how dated America is. Meanwhile, there are still states where you can fucking marry a. a Thirteen-year-old or some crazy shit like that. Yeah, and I don't know. Like, Thirteen, how... but definitely. Well, like you can marry, age. you can marry a kid. That's pretty much what they are. Uh-huh. These, these With little underage people are are fucking children. Yeah, and it's just like how how yeah, is how that still that a, thing? a thing? Uh-huh. But two like adults, two consenting adults can't get married like that. Yeah. I, that's mind blowing. Um, yeah, you know, so. Let me say it just because you know somebody who will listen to this will say, well, two consenting adults can get married if one's a man and one's a woman. Well, that's <laughs> the whole point of what we're talking about, whoever you are yeah. out there. Like, get that thought out of your head. That's very um, that's that's very 1800s, and, and you need to leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Like, we're in, um, we're in 2021 now, all right? Time to get there. And if one of the things you mentioned um, before starting this topic was that there's this phrase, you know, I am who I am, Mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of people use that as like a cop-out for in certain situations. Um, Like, let's say someone's a racist, for example, and oftentimes you encounter these people and you like, you try to understand like, where does that come from? And you 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 will oftentimes be met with um just like close they're like closed off you know Mm -hmm. um and like well that's that's just the way i am and it's like do you feel like i mean jen like speaking between you and i um do you feel like you know regard in any sort of um circumstance um, that you are a person that's just set in stone and that's it? Because to me, that seems kind of crazy. Like, what, what that, what, when someone to me, tells me that, I feel like they are, there's no, no, no room for advancement at all. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and since you asked, can I give you an honest answer? Yeah. Okay, 
so I don't know if we've ever had this conversation like this much in depth out of everything we've ever talked about. I don't think you've ever asked me that question. You probably know sim like somewhat where my response is going to go. But I feel like maybe in the past I would have probably responded. Yeah, I'm set in stone. You can't teach me mm-hmm. a new trick, you know. Um, yeah. But I'd say like as I've grown in in part of maturing is adapting to change, right? Yeah. And like if you are uncomfortable with the situation, uh, reacting to it in a mature way, whether you agree with it or not, like not everybody has to know that. And again, call back to episode about social media. One of the biggest issues with social media that I wish we would have talked about on there is it's like on Facebook, not everybody's meant to know your opinion on things. You sure. know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's one of those things like that, that goes to um, handling things with maturity. And so I'd say now, I'm really accepting of, of people. I'm not set in stone. Like I want to change. Um, I want to be a better person. I know I'm not the best version of me that I could be. Right. I mean, I'm on putting myself out there on the internet right now talking about sex. And every time I say the word sex, I know my mom cringes on the inside. Um, (laughs) Hopefully she'll watch and support, but maybe not Uh this episode. Um, And so you know, and yeah. so I want to change. I I want to be the best version of me, and to do that, I've got to change. You know, sitting there hating somebody because they're gay is not going to be the best version of me. I want to yeah, the best I version don't of me is who's happy and spreads cheer. And I want to yeah. just close really quick, okay? Because I I know what that that made me say is that made me um sound like I was calling my mom a homophobe. <laughs> okay, I was referring to <laughs> talking about sex in this like yeah yeah she still no i got has the young you know the baby of the family even though i'm um 26 years old you know um and so, your mom knows full damn well that you're <laughs> out here having sex no she um, doesn't that's not a thing <laughs> <laughs> i'm still a virgin mom i swear yes, i um yeah no but, your, your mom is fully aware and i, I think you know yeah, my mom's we, not dumb. Neither is my dad. <laughs> I know. I remember there was a story, uh, side tra- sidebar. There was a story you were telling us. I forgot what it was about, but oh. you were like, I think you had taken something and you were like talking to your mom and you were like, I think you tried to blame it on dog or something. And she, you like, you could tell even as a young kid that your mom knew good goddamn well <laughs> that it wasn't the dog, that it was you. Um, so yeah, but I think, oh yeah. Where I said I pooped on the floor or something like that. Yeah. Something, something like that. And my mom looked at me and it was like, you know, I thought back then I was like two or three. Okay. This is an early memory. I just want to say that too. I wasn't like 10 years old taking crap. Yeah. He shit on the floor. This was like literally a couple months ago. (laughs) It was like yesterday, actually. He was at his parents' house for the holidays. (laughs) Well, I, I remember the story goes like, I was like three maybe. And I, I was just feeling mischievous i remember i was i was a turd as a kid like every time i got grounded i hated it at the moment but i'll acknowledge i deserved every minute of it um Mm -hmm. and so i remember i was just feeling like i want to cause some chaos and that was the thought in my head was like it's calm it's quiet i don't want it to be so i went in the bathroom and i pooed in the floor and i remember my mom and she may not even remember this maybe she does but i remember she walked in there knowing full well you're right that it was me but she looked (laughs) at me and it was our our old family dog thumper um rest in peace thumper i hope you're up there in, in doggy heaven laughing at R. this R. story thumper. 
And so, um, yeah, I used to call him Shumpies because I couldn't pronounce Thumper for some reason. So, um, so my mom, call him Stumps. She, uh, she like looked at the turds, <laughs> the pile of crap on the floor. Okay, and I remember she goes, "Did you poop on the floor, Adam?" And I said, "No, Shumpies did it." I, I remember saying like, "It was sh- it's Shumpies poops," and my mom looked at me and goes. Those don't look like Shumpy's poops. Those look like Adam poops. <laughs> that yeah, looks so, like human yeah. shit. Yeah. Like <laughs> That's her, some her full grown ass baby just took a shit on the floor. <laughs> yeah, my <laughs> like, mom, she doesn't use like super, you know, explicit language, but that is my, my mom's way, like saying those look like Adam poops. That was essentially what you said just now. But my no. mom and dad, they're also the type of people, and like I've been told that I wouldn't understand this unless I was gay. Like I wouldn't go through this unless I was gay and having this issue. But I am 100% confident with how loving and caring and supportive my parents have been through every good decision and every bad decision I've ever made in my life, um, which they could see both coming a mile away, by the way, (laughs) that if I were ever have in the past to have come out to them and said, like, I think I'm gay. I don't think they ever once would have tried to disown me and said, well, you better get out of my house until you figure out that you're straight and then you can come back in or anything like that. Yeah, I am 100% certain that they may have not been comfortable with it right away, but eventually, instead of my dad joking around saying, you know, bring home a pretty girl, he would say, you know, bring home a handsome man um, and, and stuff like that. And, and it and may have taken a know. while. You have good parents. Oh, yeah. And they're so loving and caring. And like I said, so mm-hmm. supportive. They're and they're also not dumb so you're right you of course um, and and we are fortunate to have like because not everybody has that yes. you know no matter what your situation so many people don't so there there are parents out there who just kind of give up on their children mm-hmm. which and is quite sad that is heartbreaking to me because like some of these these people have brilliant minds you know like you could be kicking out a kid who's going to grow up into a, an award-winning scientist who solves cancer and, and cures yeah. all cancer but instead this kid's never going to get that opportunity because instead of supporting them you're going to kick them out to starve so that effort that they could be using on getting an education and getting into college they're, they're trying to all that effort into yep survival finding where they're going to stay the night at whose friend they can you know bum um a blanket and a pillow from you know and yeah where they can get a hot meal um and that's a shame like that is just very shameful i'm very thankful um for those people who I am friends with um, because they're unfortunately where I come from, this is a, a thing that happens regularly. This isn't like, you know, um, you hear about it and you're like, Oh, you know, there's that does happen, but not close to me. This is something yeah. I heard about daily almost or weekly, like so-and-so got kicked out because they were gay. Um, uh, they came out as gay yeah. their parents and, and their dad exploded, and their mom exploded, so on. And I'm very fortunate um, and thankful for those people that I know who went through similar experiences, they've all landed on their feet. It's been harder work than, you know, some people might've had to put in, but mm-hmm. they've all landed on their feet, but people don't always do that. Like that's something no. that doesn't always happen. And and, that's and I, I am um, piggybacking off that. I am definitely thankful uh, for my family. Um, I, you know, I think I feel like nine times out of 10 parents know, you know, what's going on with their, their kids. Um, and so I, I mean, I've never talked with my mom about sex 
mm-hmm. um, at all. And I feel like once it just started kind of going out, um, you know, by myself, like as I, as I got older, um, just hanging out like at nighttime, sort of, sort of speak. I think my mind kind of already figured mm-hmm. that, that may have been going on. Um, but I don't know. It's kind of, I mean, I, I, I don't feel like, I feel like worst case scenario or not even that, but like if my mom really wanted to know like what my sexual activity was, I mm-hmm. would feel fine talking to her. Um, it just, it just sounds weird in my head. Um, but getting personal, um, I can remember, you know, growing up, I was pretty, I mean, I was a normal kid, but I was like more on the quiet side. I thought you just called yourself uh, pretty and you were going to leave it at that. You're like, growing up, I was pretty. (laughs) I was pretty. Uh, Um, sorry. My parents are always pretty. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so like, you know, I was, I was quiet and, you know, everyone kind of can pick up on things that are different about a kid. Um, or at least I feel like most parents and family members can. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I remember going through school and it was just kind of, you know, normal, happy kid. Um, and I do feel like though, and when I got to elementary school, for some strange reason, like even though I kind of like up to myself, um, it was like automatic target for like bullying and mm-hmm. stuff. And, um, you know, that went on. So maybe from like second grade. So it was like it started second grade and then it third grade was fine. Um, fourth grade was pretty fine and then fifth grade i think that was a little i mean it was okay there's like some name calling here and there um but then you know as i as i continued to progress to school uh, i would notice like people would act a certain way or like say certain things like totally unwarranted like i wouldn't be doing anything um and i remember and I guess like my my mom knew there were some things going on because she would like, you know, come to the school or like whenever there's like a PTA meeting and things like that. Um, and, you know, when I got to high school, um, that was really cool. I mean, it was nice, but it was also kind of like, it's where like in the beginning, it was like, oh, this is really cool. I get to meet all these new people. Because I'm very like, I'm I'm introverted but also outgoing. It's like this weird combination. Yeah, you're and an so introvert, I could, extrovert. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so I remember like, I was a freshman, so I would go around uh, making friends with like all of the seniors, which is like so weird because these are people that are going to leave pretty soon. Um, and then once school started, it was just kind of like this switch, and it was like the complete opposite, and so there was this one senior kid um and i was like hmm this guy is pretty good looking and now like at this point i had already known that i were i was attracted to girls and guys mm-hmm. um so like in second Wait a second 
You're bi? Dun, dun, dun. What? Yeah. So, <laughs> and, uh, so in second grade, like, backtracking a bit, uh, there was this girl that I had a crush on, and uh, we went through all of elementary school together. Um, and this is a weird, a weird thing to mention, but I, I was attracted to her. Um, I mean, because I thought she looked pretty. And when I look back on it, she looked like an Asian girl. Um, and I mean, we've had this conversation like off, off the air. Um, but apparently like, I just have this affinity for the Asian aesthetic. I don't know. Like what, it, and it's not like it's not like a fetish thing. Like I'm not over here going crazy. Yeah, you're not like yeah for Asian people. Like um, your arms. Not gotta... not locking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not locking Asian up Asian people up in my basement. No, 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 none of <laughs> that. Whoa. Whoa. Um, and so there. I remember having this huge crush on her. Like I would have dreams about this girl, um, but it was this was like totally one sided, mm-hmm. and like, uh, I would write notes what to give to her. And so, like, a lot of the parents would come and pick up the kids, um, and I would write notes, like, in class or at home the day before, and I knew who her mom was. And so whenever I would leave, because I, I wasn't far from home, so I would just walk walk mm-hmm. home, um, I would give her mom the notes that I wrote. Oh, that's and adorable. Little from what I remember, her mom, like, 90% or, like, 99% of times that, uh, that I heard her mom speak, it was in Spanish. So I wasn't even sure that she could speak English. Um, and I would give her these notes. And I, so I don't even know if she gave it to her. Um, and I remember in fourth grade, uh, there was this time I was, you know, she, we were sharing, we had the same class together. And I wrote her this note about how I went to like kiss her and all this stuff. And... Um, <laughs> There was this kid who I was friends with, and I'm like, okay, listen, at the end of class, I want you to give her this note because, you know, I was like a shy kid or whatever. Mm, yeah. And this motherfucker, like, I'm, I'm sure, like, something, like, this kid was a little dense. Um, <laughs> he gave her the note in the middle of the class. So she's, she, she opened it up and read it. And all of a sudden, all the kids are like crowding around her to read the oh, note. No. And I was like, "Holy shit!" And, that's and like, so what do I do? <laughs> yeah. Oh. And I'm like, "What do I do?" And all of a sudden, I got this flashback. There, there used to be this show um, called Married with Children, <laughs> and it had like mm-hmm. Peg Bundy, and I think that was her name, or like her name in the show. And it was like a, a husband. He had a, you know, he worked. He didn't really like his job, and he had two kids. He had a daughter. And a boy, mm-hmm. um, you know, his wife, of course. And there was this one time the son, I think he, he snatched some paper, like ate it. I was like that. And that was like the first thing that popped into my mind. Cause I was like, <laughs> I have to get this out of her hand so no one can read it. Oh, so no. I just snatched it. I crumpled the paper and stuck it in my mouth. <laughs> oh no. So not only were you known as like, you know, by the five people who may have read this, like the creepy pervert kid who wanted to, to snog this girl. But now you're also yes. kind of like, you know, the Billy Goat paper eater. This dude eats paper. <laughs> oh, no. um, and I'm like, surely if I put it in my mouth, no one's going <laughs> to oh. feel the need yeah, to, like that's you the know, best come idea. take it. Yeah. Oh, and I was like, oh, oh that's like so mortifying. Sorry laughing, but that's, it is. No, no. I mean, it's, I mean, I laugh about it now. Oh, no. Um, but, you know, so like um, in between, and so that was fourth grade. So in between second and fourth grade, um, 
or maybe it was during fourth grade, there was this Asian kid or this Asian family that moved into uh, my neighborhood. And they were like on the same block. Um, and there was, you know, there was a, a daughter, a son and mom and dad. And their son was a bit older than me, I think. And, you know, I just saw him and I was like, wow, that guy is attractive. But like I was a kid, so I didn't know like what what that was i just thought you know oh he's he's good looking um so you know fast forward um you know fifth grade you know so i still went through fifth and sixth grade with this huge crush on this girl and um well i guess since this this is like the not safe for work uh episode Mm -hmm. um there was this kid so in sixth grade uh, me and my crush, we still had the same. We, we were still sharing classes. Yeah. And for some reason, I went to a public school, and for some reason, they they like switched students around from the classes. I don't understand what the hell was going on. Um, but they switched my class, and I wasn't in class with this girl anymore. Oh. Um, yeah, and You're so lost lover. Yeah, so sad. <laughs> um. <laughs> um. I so I went into this this new class, and you know from a, a radio game podcast that I am a gamer. I like all things video games, mm-hmm. and so I remember there was this kid, and he was a he was kind of like uh, aloof, and I, that's a nice way of putting it. Mm-hmm. And um and so you you can't have your anything electronic in the school, like no phones or games. So he brought his like Game Boy Color to school. And I remember that there were like, you know, the, the desk that you have in like mm-hmm. middle school or high school or whatever. And so there were like four desks made up a table in the classroom. And mm-hmm. so he and I sat at one desk or like one table. And it was just him and myself. And so we're sitting with the big windows um, to our backs and he's playing, he's hiding his Game Boy Color underneath the <laughs> desk. And I, I don't know if I told you this already, um, but you might know what's, hap- what's, what's coming. Um, and so he's playing it, and I can't see because it's during the day, of course, and the, the sunlight is glaring in this, at the screen. Mm-hmm. So I put my hand under the desk to kind of tilt up the Game Boy so I can actually see. He's, he's playing, playing Pokemon or something. Uh-huh. And um, I accidentally touched his crotch. Oh no! And I was just like, you can't, "Whoa!" You can't pretty get out of this one, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like, "Whoa!" Um, and I don't know. It's just like, you know, I noticed that he didn't like comment or anything. And me being curious, George, or I guess curious Jeff in this case, um, I did it again, uh, but this time it was on purpose, obviously. Oh. Um, that Still was, no reaction. I feel like that was a big moment in your, you know, development. Yeah, right? it's, it, I don't know, it's just one of those things. And like so, as, as weird as it is, maybe for you to be putting this out there and like, who knows, maybe whenever I start editing it, you'll be like, chop this out. But like, <laughs> no, no, but at the same time, it's like, that is an important step for you to. Yes, these are experiences. Are. Yeah. And I'm so glad, like, and my upbringing, like my family's been so, you know, we're, no one's like crazy religious, for example. And there's like no like hate toward anybody. My mom is like the nicest person I know. Um, 
And I think that's where a lot of my niceness comes from. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, she, my mom is from, she was born in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And she came to New York City when she was like 12 or so. Um, so she, my mom, like if some shit's about to go down, my mom will be ready. <laughs> you know, so it's not like all smiles and giggles. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Um, so I think a lot of my my niceness, I feel like a lot a lot of it comes naturally because of her, and just I think I was just born to be that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know, my I lived with one of my older brothers. He he, well, he lived with us um, growing up when we were growing up because he was about fifteen years older, and. You know, doing the typical guy thing, it's like you all joke around. It's like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use the F word. I'm not talking about fuck. I know that some people, this could be triggering. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, he would joke around and like call us. So it was me and my my male cousin. Mm-hmm. He's he would stay with us. And we like call us faggot. You know, and it's just like one of those things. I'm sure you've heard that. You oh, or yeah. maybe I don't know. Um, but typically, guys kind of like joke around like that all the time and that's always been mm-hmm. i think for the longest yeah um and i'm not saying that that is like normal behavior that people should go around dropping f-bombs like the boys will be boys you know like that yeah kind of i don't i don't want to say that but at the same time i know that he wasn't being hateful or anything uh-huh. like that um and so Okay, so going back, so yeah, my family, you know, my family's cool, whatnot, never felt like weird or anything. And so I'm like, okay, so back to the, the Game Boy and stuff. And so I was like, okay, I touched his crotch again. And I was like, what's that? And he was just like, I don't know. And I was like, okay, so that was like something to think about. And I think like, Maybe the next day or the next few days, um, you know, we, we sat in the same spots. And I was just like, why not take it a step further? Mm, um, so I put my hand in his pants. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and it's oh, like, man. you know, if we're going to if we're going to explore, we might as well go, you know, go explore. And so I put my hand in his pants, just kind of like felt around because, you know, at that point, You've only seen your own dick. Um, except there was this one time in second grade where this kid was like, you know, I'll show you mine, then you show me yours. And in he showed me his. And I just, grade? Yes. Oh, man. In second grade. Um, but, I mean, there, there's a whole other story there. Um, I don't know but if I want to hear that one. I know. I don't, I don't, I don't want to go. I don't want to. I'm taking up a lot of time. But anyway, like, in second grade, this dude showed me his dick. I thought it was creepy, and I ran out of the bathroom. Um, (laughs) Now, going back to fourth grade, so, you know, have a hand in this dude's pants, and, um, you know, just kind of, like, feeling around. I didn't, like, give him a hand job. I I didn't know what I was You were in fourth grade. You probably didn't know what a hand job was. You were just flying on instinct at that point. You were like... And my so, guess is you were like, I know I like this, or I think I'm starting I just to like, like this. This so is interesting. Might as well just um, go for it. And so, and the funny thing is, too, he would have instances, uh, instances where he would be kind of like a bully. Mm-hmm. And so, whenever he's being a bully, I just kind of like stayed away. Um, and so, there was this one time. So, I mean, I guess all kids do this, or at least. 
in New York City, this was a thing like roaming the fucking hallways because you didn't want to be in class. <laughs> and so at this time, there was like a one person in the bathroom policy. And I was like, I really don't want to be in this class. Um, <laughs> oh, you know what, too? Actually, I'm lying. It wasn't even fourth grade. This was sixth grade. Oh, okay. Because yeah, remember, early, we had we lot. had switch. Yeah, yeah we had switch lot. classes. Mm-hmm. But I was a so I was a bit older, of course. Still early, um, but more definitely like I would say more in terms of acceptability than fourth grade. Yes, and so this was sixth grade because um, at the beginning, so I was seeing how the girl that I had a crush on, I wasn't. We weren't in the same class anymore. Um, and so yeah, so this is sixth grade. Um, and so I remember I was like, damn, I want to get the fuck out of this class. But this dude, <laughs> he had he had gone to the bathroom. He was taking forever. And I was like, okay, what can I do? So I was like, you know, I raised my hand. I really have to go to the bathroom. Uh, and then after a while, they were like, okay, you can just go. So, you know, I just walked around the hallways, roamed around. And then toward the end, when I was making my way back to the classroom, I was like, okay, let me just actually go to the bathroom. So when I get back in class, I don't really have to go. So I went in the bathroom. I was like, hmm, I wonder if this dude's in here. And um, and when you walk into this the boys' bathroom, or I guess the girls' bathroom too, there's a a big partition. And then you go around the partition, and then there are the urinals and the sinks and then the stalls. So I go around the partition, the partition, and just this dude standing at the urinal. I'm like, what the fuck? And I was like, <laughs> I was so mad because I wanted to get out and roam the hallways and I couldn't for a while because this motherfucker was gone for so long. And so I so saw him like, what are you doing? And so I grabbed him and turned him around from the urinal. And lo and behold, he had a heart on at the oh urinal. Oh my gosh. He I was, was like, okay, this is jousting. interesting. He was tossing. Um, <laughs> as well, something was going on. He had a raging boner. Sword. And since this is an explicit podcast, I guess I can go ahead and say this dude had a big dick. Oh, jeez. Um, so, um, Adam's parents, if you're listening, you might want to stop. Yeah. Um, well, it's too late. They've already heard you say that. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> I've already had my hand in the dude pants. Um, you're, you're he, he had, if they're listening at he, this point, like, Kudos. Kudos for last one. He had a big dong. And I was like, that's interesting. <laughs> and naturally I was like, let me put my hand on it. Um so I did that, kind of like gave it a couple strokes. I was like, this is interesting. And um that was it. And so you know, that was my only I guess sexual experience. Um and then fast forward to like seventh grade we ended up going to the same well i went to a catholic school first which is fucking terrible i don't know what gave my mom the idea and they would not take me out of this catholic school so it was like you know what i'm just gonna flunk it uh, and so once i because they were my mom was paying for it. my mom and my brother were play, paying for it and so since i failed they were like okay we're not wasting all that money again and i was able to go back to public school and i um you know first day of school I started, ran into this dude from sixth grade. Uh-oh. I was like, what the hell? And the first thing he says is, I'm not gay. I'm okay. just like, what? Like, I didn't I even... proof that you are, sir. 
Yeah, I well, of course. And um, I didn't even say anything. That was just like his first thing. I'm like, okay, that's what we call insecurity. Because I was, because I was just like, you know, this is my first day. I don't know, I don't know anybody at the school. I was like, oh, this guy I know. And so we were like in passing, um, and we just like stopped before we we cross each other, and and that's the first thing out of his mouth. Um, And I was just like, well. I'm not making fun of anybody for being insecure when I say that. Just FYI, like I'm not. Of course, but that that brings me to my my bully though. Yeah, be insecure, like. And that's I'm I'm thankful that while we had some kind of, um, you know, like some spats or some bad interactions during that sixth grade period, Mm -hmm. like in seventh grade, we like he did not bully me or anything like that. Because this guy knows, like, I had my hand in his pants. Why? Yeah, why? You had a I mean, I'm the last person you probably want to pick on. You were his um, lover. But, you know, so besides that gay comment, I I can give him kudos for not being a dickhead um, and, like, bullying me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that but that brings me to um, what I was saying earlier, that because society, and I'm pretty sure he has some kind of, uh, macho man influence, whether that be his, the, you know, his parents, uh, family, or his friends, and that's probably what gave him that idea. And um, because of things like that in society, people like I don't think he's gay for as as far as I know. I think he had like a, a girlfriend and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of that, people can't, you know, feel the need. Like I think. Naturally, as human beings, we are curious. I mean, all animals are, and we are animals. Um, and I, but I feel like because of that scrutiny, like even if you try something, you're automatically this or that. Um, and there, there's a double sentence to that too. Like two women could kiss, and that is like a big thing. Yeah, you know, it's, it's so it's funny. Encouraged. I don't want to get so political, weird. but a lot of these same like old crotchety men who are like homosexuality is disgusting they're also the same people that like you know get on on porn and mm-hmm. up lesbian scenes and stuff exactly like that. so i wonder if they knew that you know i'm i'm sure they know that being lesbian is being homosexual yeah like but maybe hello they maybe they don't and maybe yeah, I just people are dumb people, yeah, people are, are dumb. dumb people will probably <laughs> say it's different lesbians aren't gay yeah, they're Sorry. not gay. They're, it's two women. Like yeah. that is so idiotic. Yeah. Um, well. But I think because of that, people are not allowed to freely experiment and express themselves. Like, I, and that's something I never understood either. Like, if two people are doing whatever they're doing, why is that any of your business? And I forgot who it was, but there was some kind of dialogue I've had with someone where they're like family member is gay and the person mentioned like every time they think about it the thing that goes through their mind is these two people having sex and i'm like why is that even something that's popping in your head yeah, you shouldn't even be like thinking about that thing on their end you know like exactly and like i don't like old people having sex so you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna yeah. think like I don't hook up with old people, yeah, okay? We don't. We and don't so think about old people doing the doing the dirty. Yeah, 
that's and I'm not interested in, in old people like not, nothing against that I'm just that's not my cup of tea so I'm not gonna mm. think about old people fucking like that that to me doesn't make any sense like if it's not something that I'm interested in why would that even cross my mind you know and I feel like maybe some that's what goes to some people's mind where they're like quote unquote disgusted by gay people yeah like okay why are you disgusted because aside from sexual activity they're just they're people, people. They go to McDonald's. They go yeah. get chicken nuggets. You yeah, do there's, that, there's and you're straight. Well, nothing. Not you, as in Jeffrey, but you know, like. Yeah, I mean, and there's there's nothing people. different. So, and your body. you must be thinking about these two people of the same sex having some sort of sexual activity, and that that doesn't have anything to do with the person. That's on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like that's you manifesting your own insecurities. Like your and own that, negativity in a way exactly. that will further your own personal disgusts with something. Like that's not the way you fix a situation, by the way. That's the way you make it. And I, I never yourself. I've never understood that. And you know, people all kinds of people have disgusting sex or things that you're not in, interested in. Mm-hmm. Uh even heterosexual people do things that Yeah, not what's up with this this booty licking trend? I'll say it. What's up with that? <laughs> Like well, I can honestly say that I have never licked any ass, look, um, and I don't plan on it. In my wildest imagination, I could. But not nothing's imagine, wrong with that. I couldn't imagine licking a butthole. Ass. Yeah, that's correct. But I couldn't imagine licking a butthole. That's I'll say that. Okay. Yeah. Can't imagine. I mean, not and there's butthole. nothing for our listeners that are ass eaters. Um, <laughs> Is that what it's called? <laughs> it's like I mean, that's Reddit, Reddit people like eat, eat my ass, you know, and things like that. Um, there's there's nothing against that at all like do you um can i get a t-shirt that uh, says like eat spaghetti not ass <laughs> eat <laughs> no nothing eat against, ass not spaghetti nothing against um, your thing right but exactly and i feel like everyone should have that as long as it's nothing to do with fucking animals like leave animals oh alone. yeah leave animals alone. like that poor donkey does or, not or, want you to do anything to yes him. leave that fucking donkey alone yes let him live his life yes um or her let, let her don't don't be out here fucking goats, people. Okay, that's that's, that's the bottom line. <laughs> or sheep, um, or dogs, or yes. Oh my snakes. god, snakes. People. Oh my god. Do you know people are really out here having sex with fucking no. dogs? No, no. Get that out of my podcast, sir. Oh <laughs> no, sir. Uh, it's just like that's something really? I am not even remotely curious about. I'll be honest. You know, when oh I look my at god. my dog, I don't think about having intercourse with him. I don't think about my dog having intercourse with another dog. You know what I think about? My dog's adorable. I want to take care of this sweet little earth angel. I want to provide him with the best, happiest life that I can provide him with on this Yeah. I don't think Like, what's happened in your life that you need to be fucking animals, though? Yeah, that's not... Okay, shame. Animal shaming. That's Yes, there there will be animal shaming. So if you fuck animals... If you are an animal fucker, you are not welcome here, Anything. and you can stop listening right now. <laughs> that so, you know, good. off of that horrible, horrible misdirected soapbox, <laughs> like getting back on the interstate here. So, like, yes. your thing is your thing. Just in, in. So we are a little overtime, but I do want to make this point, okay? There, and I'm, I'm gonna tell you, okay, Jeffrey. Can I tell you I'm one scared. of my favorite words in the entire? like English language. Oh, I'm worried. Prophylactic. 
Do you know what oh. a prophylactic is? I know what a prolapse is. Oh, gosh. No, um. far from. <laughs> a prophylactic <laughs> is a condom, right? So it doesn't matter. Well, yeah. When you want to be – well, do they call condoms – prophylactic or do they call using a condom being prophylactic no no a condom is a prophylactic right interesting okay because i know like when you're when you're using something for like prophylactic use it's you know preventative so like um that's it yep Mm -hmm. with with medication for example you're taking like a therapeutic amount to prevent something and that that would be prophylactic so Um, a sexual prophylactic is some form of protection okay yeah and so it doesn't matter if you're gay if you're straight i i would personally if you're a man or woman i would yeah exactly i i would push out condoms like i would say use the prophylactics okay go to walmart and ask them for their finest prophylactics all right and And also look at you and they're like what's a prophylactic be like i i would like a condom you know um, also, don't feel weird about buying condoms no, be safe. or buying lube. Yes, be safe. don't I mean, make that. What, what are they going to do? Shame you for using a condom? Don't make that one five-minute decision that could ruin, you know, the next fifty years of your life. You know, fifty-plus years of your life. That's, I mean, because that's all it takes, right? You make, yes. You, you take what? What is the saying? It's like most people they they have a split second in which they're going to make a positive choice or a negative choice when confronted with any given situation make that positive choice okay don't be shamed for that and that exactly. goes back to like parents may, i'm not going to tell parents how to parent their children like i'm not a dad i don't know how yeah. what kind of dad i'm going to be but well you know, i think we I could hope. all say that no no matter what your parenting style you need to have love yeah. If see, you're not a loving parent, then what are you doing? I hope I'm just as good in the future, if not better than my own father. You know, he was fantastic. Yeah. If I would Your have, dad sucks. If I, just kidding. <laughs> no, he's great. <laughs> he's a great guy. And I'm sure in, in even though it was awkward and that was like the, the voodoo topic that I used humor to avoid ever talking about, I was the one who made it awkward, by the way, not my dad. Like, of that course, was on yeah. Me. But I'm sure if I would have ever said, you know, I'm curious and, and I think I want you know, a prophylactic. I want a condom just to have on mm-hmm. my person in case I ever yes. get in that situation. I'm pretty confident my dad, maybe reluctantly, but he would have, you know, he would have made sure that I at least knew where to find them. Or if not, he would have given me one um, just because, I mean, what's worse? Like, you know, sending your kid out there uneducated and then as a teenager mm-hmm, i'm prepared um, by the way i do want to say i held off for a long time okay so i was oh, so in have high I. school or middle school like touching around or anything like that i was scared um, to kiss my high school girlfriend okay at the time when we first when, when this girl and i shared our first kiss i was terrified so I was not. About I didn't to have go. my first kiss until I was twenty-three years old. See, I wasn't about to go. Oh, so you touched a pecker when you were in sixth grade, sir? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You I, know I what? touched a pecker, but no <laughs> sex or or anything until I was twenty-three. No 20 shame. 30. No shame. Like that's that's your thing, okay? I'm not gonna shame you for it. Um, Just saying. But I'm saying, like, I think you know, my dad would have made sure, like, I was not going to go out there and make an eighteen-year dependent mistake. As, oh, you know, yes. as a like 15 or 16 year old, if I would have at that age 
asked him if I could have something just to be prepared, I think he would have, you know, because that's the kind of people my parents are and I'm very grateful. And so that's one thing I would like to see in schools in the future is don't necessarily like, you know, if you have a sex ed class, I don't, I don't know. I think maybe a line that should be crossed, but isn't quite there yet, you know, is to give condoms to students um, just so they have them. I do want to tell one funny story. Do we have time to do that? Is that okay with you? Uh, I think so. It's a short one. So I remember in, so, okay. So here's another reassurance for, for any family members who might listen to this, that I was not, you know, fooling around at a young age and everything. And I remember in middle school, we had a health class that we had to take in seventh grade. And by the way, I loved the teacher for this. She was the sweetest woman in the world. Um, in, in, so she fantastic teacher, right? And she had this way of making you comfortable in, in her, everything she talked about. And so she's um, part of the reason that I think I developed like this sense of humor that I have because I, I learned like, I don't have to be so embarrassed about these things that some people think you should be embarrassed about. Like there are ways to not be, um, for instance, the word saggy. I used to think that was a disgusting word, but now I think it's comedic and I use it frequently. Like uh, moist. Like moist. That one, yeah. That one bothers a lot uh, of people. I. Uh, yeah, that's so weird. Yeah. I don't know. Well, this this teacher, right? Part of the health unit, we had like a two-week-long um, sex ed course we had to take for, for seventh grade. It was just part of the unit. And I remember she stood up there and like she was brave for this time time period. Like this was in this town that I lived in, especially during that time when I was in seventh grade, it was all abstinence. Anytime you talked about sex, you wanted to tell people about STDs and you wanted to scare people away from having sex. You wanted to talk about pregnancies and scaring people. You wanted to talk about all the things that could go wrong. Not the fact that there is a healthy way to do that. And while you shouldn't necessarily be doing that at the age of like 13 or 14, because things can still go wrong. Like if it does happen, make sure you're prepared for it to happen. Make sure you're prepared to do it safely. And so I remember I was so afraid because I was even afraid to say the word condom. Okay. That's why I learned the word prophylactic, by the way, is because I could say that, but not condom. <laughs> so I know seventh grade, I had like this, this weird vocabulary that people wouldn't understand until I was all the way up into like a senior in high school or a freshman in college, like, you know, and so I remember she was like, so we are going to do the old age old exercise. I'm going to bring some bananas in. I'm going to bring some condoms oh. in and you know what we have to do. Like she, she said, Eat the banana. she had just this way of saying things outright, but making them not comfortable. <laughs> Eat the banana. No, no, sir. It was not a high <laughs> potassium snack. It was to uh, represent a phallus. A penis, I see. Right? So, a, uh, a dick, a big yeah, old dick. Yeah. A wiener, if you will, a, a wee wee. So, um, <laughs> So, so she, uh, I remember she had this way though. And she said, and I'm going to say, yes, boys, you need to learn how to put them on for in the future. When you engage in intercourse, you need to use protection. You need to, you need to put the condom on. So you need to learn. And she said, and, and, and of course this one girl who always had everything to question, she goes, why do girls need to learn it? We don't have wieners. And so Mm -hmm. everyone in the class, you know, kind of snickered at that a little bit. And then the teacher looked and goes, because believe it or not in the future, you might be trying to romance your your partner and he might ask you to put it on for him. And you don't want to yeah. look silly and completely ruin that moment. And of course, we're all in seventh grade and we're like, <sighs> she's talking about doing it. Um, of course. But I was so scared, Jeffrey. Let me tell you, like, I didn't want to touch a condom. 
I was like, ooh, really? if I touch a condom, like that's that's opening a door to a whole new world that I my little brain is not ready for. And th- ready, here's the thing. She went to the store and they had plenty of bananas, but they had no condoms. Okay. Wow. Yeah, none at all, apparently. And so she had to forego that that year. So instead she brought in a banana and a single condom. And mm-hmm. she did it in front of the class. She she explained, like, here's how you do it. Pinch the tip. Make sure you have the right side of it, the correct side. Otherwise, you're going to reverse it. And then there's something called um, pre-ejaculation that can sometimes contain sperm in it. And so if you accidentally put it on the wrong end, you could get little spermies. And, and I remember she just had this way. And I think she was, to this day, one of my favorite teachers, not just for that reason, of course, for a lot of other reasons, for, yeah. for one, instilling the sense of confidence in a young, very, very unconfident seventh grade me, right? True. But, but yeah, so, you know, going back to it, especially in, in with modern day, we don't have time to talk about hookup culture. That can be a whole nother thing. Maybe, maybe not. Oh, yeah. But, but with hookup culture, you know, don't be silly. Wrap your willy. You know what Let's, I mean? Well, you know what? I think we, we should do a part two of this. Yeah, we could. Yeah, we can continue yeah. this on. But yeah. You know, to end off part one for now, right? I guess we should start wrapping it up. Yes. No pun intended. <laughs> oh my uh, lord. You know someone get this guy. <laughs> I deserve a Grammy for that one. Um but in all seriousness, um use use the prophylactics, okay? Don't yes, be afraid of your sexuality. Even Yes, if, don't feel ashamed. Yeah, okay. So we've already said you guys know what aisle I walk down in the store. I'm I'm straight, okay. I'm not necessarily like proud of being straight. I'm not embarrassed of being straight, of course. Um, but I'm walking I do all, know all over the whole grocery store. A lot. <laughs> Jeffrey wants some apples. He wants some bananas. He wants some peaches. He wants the pineapples. I'm more mm-hmm. of a, um, well, I'm not, just so I don't embarrass certain he's people. More of a, be he's more of a I'm not roast gonna beef say kind of guy. Oh, no, sir. <laughs> you, you know what? Here's, here's, I have never enjoyed, like in all actuality, like going, we're talking about going to Arby's and placing an order. I've never Uh been able to tolerate the taste of their roast beef. Okay. Um, No, but in in all seriousness, I don't want to embarrass anybody who might be listening. Although we warned you at the beginning, explicit. (laughs) I gave you the the warning. Turn away if you're nervous about this. Um, Too late now. But, um, I think a lot of a lot of gay men, specifically gay men, mm-hmm. they don't necessarily believe in condoms because what are condoms for? You know, if you actually are lucky enough to get taught about condoms, a lot of people leave out that they prevent STIs and ST. I think they're STIs now is what they call it, sexually transmitted. Um, well, I think they use that. So there, there, there are two. So there, there's still STDs and then there are also STIs. Uh, and I think the, the concept behind the STIs are that those are the ones that um, can be helped with medication, oh, as, uh, like be that. cleared with medication. I, I think that's accurate from my last sex ed class. Uh, and then you have an STD like um, like HIV AIDS, for example, um, that is a lifelong disease. Ah, um, um, so I think that that is a distinction between the two. And yeah, and so, you know, I think a lot of the gay men believe it's just for pregnancy prevention. Okay. Now, so I want to say that that is 
um, an, an aspect of it that they're, Actually, you know, you can't get pregnant. So mm-hmm. what's, I think what's a lot of people think that I shouldn't have said gay men. I think a lot well, of yeah, people think it's so, just for pregnancy prevention. One, I was going to say, you know, HIV AIDS is like the pregnancy of the homosexual world. Um, and you don't want that. So that is a good reason for you to be wrapping it up. But also, um, I've seen a lot of media, heterosexual media, where there are like no condoms being used. Um, and just yeah. like that, that, like that to me is really interesting. And yes. We definitely don't have time to jump down that rabbit hole right yeah, now. Yeah, that'll be on part two. But, but media, yeah. Like, you see these romance scenes and there's <laughs> no condoms. Like, it's just thrown to the wind. And you're like, uh-huh. okay, they need to depict realistic sex, you know? Like, yeah, and, I, and I'm not just talking, like, um, professional studio stuff. I'm talking, like, amateur style and with different people. And, you know, one, one guy with different women. Um, so that, to me was kind of surprising how many because i my most of my experience is as male on male um so i can i know that that world um but to see so much of that you know uh men and women couples or not even couples just men and men and women having sex together who are not using condoms that was kind of surprising to me Mm -hmm. And, Um, and i think a lot of people think that they're especially like their first times are going mm-hmm. to be like that, you know, romance oh, yeah. on movies. Girl, that is a whole nother episode. Yeah. So, um, yeah, maybe today's, maybe uh, today, <laughs> maybe now's a good, you're right, a good stopping point. Um, hint taken. Yes. I mean, there's there's so much yeah, to and, unpack. I mean, we haven't even talked about like self-expression and, um, you know, uh, we haven't talked about hookup culture other than me mentioning it once. Mm-hmm. And, and things like that so yeah maybe another episode of that in in the future maybe not like the immediate you know next episode but yeah uh, maybe you know a couple episodes down we'll we'll revisit this topic um so what's, stay what's tuned, really the meat please. and potatoes here you know what's, what's okay the thing so i want to get to the i think the the huge concept <clears throat> um that we want to allude to is um self-acceptance because you know I mean, especially here in America, um, we don't have it as bad as like, you know, an Arabic country, for instance, um, or an African country where people, you know, get beat and stoned and things like that. But I mean, people here are still being murdered. Um, but gay people, uh, for example, there's there's a lot more freedom. Um, compared to like trans people here in America, because trans people are being killed, um, yeah, which is which is quite that's, crazy. That's again, that's something we should have mentioned as well. I mean, that that counts yes. as LGBTQ, right? That's the T. In- oh yeah, um, and so I, our main um, point is to help with self uh, self acceptance, for example. Uh, and I know it's hard when there are there are people even family that are not accepting so it's like if not my own family then who um but there are so many resources out there um and there are people that you can find who will accept you um 
and also like you should not be you know you should not feel ashamed and you should also not shame others and that goes both ways so you know people think because you are the minority that you cannot shame or um be uh, or discriminate against the majority quote unquote um, but that is not the case you know if you're a gay lesbian person um you can still be you can still be discriminatory to a straight heterosexual heterosexual person um so we're here to hopefully get across the idea of not shaming people on either side and being accepting to people on either side yeah exactly and using protection of course like yes of course for for today so yeah long meat and potatoes there but i'm yeah so we're we're, we promise that we are i mean we're, we're just starting out so we are trying to you know grab the reins take control of the reins mm-hmm. uh because we i mean we do this all the time you know off the air and so it's now that we're trying to put it in a time constraint it's a it's little hard. bit rocky it's yeah difficult. but um yeah just stay tuned for more cool content if you like what you're listening to um and you can find us not everywhere yet um but on anchor we, spotify anchor, yes um pocket cast that's that's the one we and and then there are a couple more that we are waiting to uh to hear back yes to explore yes and so so share this with whoever you think may be interested um and also there's some way you can leave feedback um i'm sure you know we'll put it on youtube eventually too yeah yes yes and and again Um, it is a variety show so if you don't like this topic it's like the weather in Indiana. Wait 10 minutes and there will be something else, right? No. Um, but it is a variety show, okay? So we are going to be covering a large amount of topics, right? Um, so so there will be something for everybody eventually. And oh, yeah. if we find a niche, if then, you know, hey, I'll sell out. We'll, we'll stay on that niche, you know? <laughs> so anyways, guys, let, that wraps up uh, episode two of Meat and Potatoes. Jeffrey, yeah. we made it to episode two. We How did. Cool. I thought we'd this be done so after fun. episode one. Like, no, no. Congratulations, I had faith. man. Congratulations. <laughs> we did it. All right. Meat and potatoes. Peace out, everybody. Stay tuned for the next episode. Be safe and be well, everybody. And use prophylactics. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>